Good morning, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm back again. This is Brenda Shoshana, returning with another episode of our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your, (coughs) excuse me, for Your Everyday Life. What other life is there but our everyday life? And this is so important for today's talk. Because the title of our episode for today is Again and Again The Great Value of Repetition Again and Again I think that relates so much to everyone for their everyday life. We so much want our lives to be special, precious, exciting, wonderful. And especially I notice in the summertime... Everyone is traveling, vacationing. We're all going here or there. We're looking for something new. We want to be refreshed. We want to see a new vista, meet new people, wake up, open up, open up our lives into something that's really new and fresh and beautiful. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Please don't get me wrong. That's why I love Zen so much, and I love because it's all about our everyday life, and it's about what's real and what's here right now. So, of course, that's what we want. We want something that's exciting and life-giving. And I think the operative words here are life-giving. Make us feel filled with life and enthusiasm and the desire to go That's hard for many these days, sadly enough, the desire to go forward, to go on. We hear over and over about all these different difficulties people are having and also the great suicide epidemic, which is truly horrifying. When one can no longer go on, can't go on. Too much, too much pain, too much confusion, too much hopelessness. My life isn't what I had hoped it would be. That's a very big problem in our day and probably in every day. So, of course, change is exciting and when we travel or vacation, our perceptions are opened up, shifted. We see a bigger world, some say. We see new possibilities even. Wow. So interesting. And then inevitably, of course, we have to return home to our usual routines, our usual life, the people who have always surrounded us, our tasks, our chores, (coughs) and for some, unwanted responsibilities. So then for some of us, they become very bored, boredom sets in. Others become restless or frustrated and dull, numb. And I've heard many people say, why is my life presenting the same old thing to me over and over again, again and again? Why do I have to have the same discussion with this person again and again? Why do I have to confront the same bills, the same problems again and again? They'll say, my life is dull, it's ordinary. The joy has been taken out of it. Sometimes, sadly, we hear that particularly about relationships that have gone on quite a while. Well, it's just the same old, same old. 
And even though when many enter a new relationship, to their amazement, (laughs) after a little while, the same old patterns begin to appear again and again. And of course, how could they not? Because we are this, (laughs) we haven't changed. We haven't truly seen where our real refreshment and joy comes from. We're looking for it elsewhere, outside. In Zen practice, one of the things we learn is the great value of repetition. Isn't that beautiful? The great value of repetition and even of being bored. Imagine that. The great value of boredom. How could that be? But for sure, that's something that we all hate and that's something that we really face in Zen practice. In a sense, we become intimate with repetition. That's, that's a really a big heart of the practice itself. In fact, the entire practice of Zazen itself simply repeats the same actions again and again. It's repetitive in one sense. But we sit right through the veil of boredom, and I'll call it a veil. It is a veil. It's hiding something so precious on the other side. So when we do Zen practice in Zazen, we come into the Zendo, which is a space for sitting together. And we sit down on our cushion, take our posture, and breathe naturally. We don't move, no matter what happens, until the bell rings. So if pain comes, we don't move. We don't try to change it or fix it. Same old pain. And we experience it. Then when the bell rings, we get up and walk behind one another silently. Walking meditation called kinhin. Paying attention to the bottom of our feet. Okay? We walk around the zendo very silently, continuing our practice in movement during the walking meditation and then at one point clappers are hit and silently we all return to our cushions and sit down again and do the same thing again over and over again and again in some zendos you go for a two hour sitting some for an hour and a half some for three hours each sitting can be maybe 30 minutes 45 minutes but we just keep repeating the same thing again and again. In some zendos, you look at the wall, nothing much to see. In others, you sit facing each other, but you're looking down, so there's nothing to see there either, just looking at the, at the floor. Well, when we walk, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> We're just walking behind one another, taking a step, one step at a time. Really, really, that teaching, one step at a time, is really actualized here. We really fully take that one step, one step, again and again, just as we do in life. Where is the fun in that? (laughs) Where is the excitement? Why do people do this? All we do here is, that's different, is that we really pay attention to each moment that comes just as it is 
We're not trying to fix it or change it or judge it or compare it to another moment. We're just with it, as my teacher used to say. Be with it. We just become one with our simple daily actions. In, in Zen practice, it's, especially during a retreat or a session, it's very important we clean the floor then when we're finished sitting. We wash the dishes. We clean the toilet. We do what needs to be done. And we do it, though, differently because we do it with our full attention. We're really there. We are where we are. <laughs> where We embody the moment. We embody our lives. We're not walking and dreaming of a different place in a different time. Of course we do. The mind does that. The mind always, continually gives us dreams, memories. It's like a little spring, an everlasting spring of ideas, thoughts, memories. But that's not where our attention goes. That's not where our dedication goes to the dreams and the memories. We Instead, our focus is, we know it's there, we see it, but we don't chase it. We stay right here with what's going on now. Even though it's a very simple action, the action of breathing, the action of walking, our very natural, ordinary life. Maybe it's the action of after Zazen, Having a cup of tea with with someone in the in the sangha in the group, maybe all together we have a cup of tea. Maybe it's just the action of saying hello. It's but we are there. We really say hello. It's not, we don't say it with one ninetieth of our being, and our mind is a thousand miles away. So the mystery of this great activity of simplicity is that it is the most exciting, refreshing, illuminary, illuminating action anyone can take. That's the strange contradiction and paradox and fun of it. It's fun. It's illuminating. After an evening of sitting, you will be utterly refreshed. That's confusing. How could that be? Once at a retreat, someone said to me, this was her first weekend retreat. At the end of it, she said, my God, I feel as if I was away for a six-month vacation. You'll feel rested. You'll feel ready for the next day. You'll feel ready for the next moment. So how is that possible? How can it be that when we eliminate all kinds of distractions, when we give up our need for entertainment, put an end to our rushing around, and fixing everything that comes, then at that time the most precious moments of all appear in our lives. That's quite a koan, isn't it? Quite an interesting phenomenon. How can it be that although we do not speak to our neighbors on the cushion, the intimacy between us grows and grows as we practice together, which it does, in fact, after seven days of sitting like that in a retreat, saying nothing to each other, we actually know everything about the person next to us, and they know everything about us. Not a word said. Just sitting together in the silence, paying attention to this moment. 
You know, life presents <clears throat> the same moments to us again and again. The morning comes, then it's evening. Our breath comes in, then it goes out. Our friend is close to us, and then they leave us. We feel sick one day, and then we heal. Simple moments, maybe ordinary moments. But when we enter the flow of these simple moments, <clears throat> we return to the great harmony of our lives. We do. And to our amazement, we will find that right in this moment lies our greatest refreshment. We don't have to vacate our lives or take a vacation from it. Rather the opposite. Enter it. Enter it a thousand percent fully with everything included and with nothing left out. What a delicious activity and what profound medicine that is. When you're actually grateful, when you're present, when you're here, you cannot be present and grateful and here and depressed at the same time. Or if you're depressed, then you're just depressed. No big deal. That will change in a moment too. Again and again. We let up these moments come. We taste them 150%. And then the next one comes and we do the same. And then the plum tree of my cannot be helped. It bloomed. That's a little Zen poem. And it really means my life will bloom. The plum tree of my hut. Something that might have looked bare. A little tree that might have seen my life that seemed boring and bare and ordinary. Boom. When we approach it in this way, it will bloom. Can't be helped. It bloomed. Uh, let me give you a little quick exercise, which I love to do, so maybe you can integrate this with your everyday life, which to me, or no, in other words, or you can practice it, you could live it. Because words are just words until we live them and make them alive and real in our lives, and then they become golden nuggets. So take a look at your daily routine. How do you go through it? Do you do your daily tasks automatically? <coughs> your mind somewhere else? Do you rush to get them done? Are they just a nuisance that you have to go through and bear? How about some person who keeps coming into your world? <coughs> Are they another nuisance that you feel you have to tolerate? Do you relate to them only partially, your mind really far away or elsewhere? We all do that, so this is not about punishing ourselves for it, just noticing it. <coughs> and then to turn this around today, take a simple action and pay total attention to it. Take all the time you need to wash your hands, <laughs> for instance. Be present for all aspects of it. Then take the next action of the day the same way. And then another. <clears throat> By doing so, we're withdrawing from the fantasy land that most of us live in and entering the life that is truly here and truly alive. 
And by entering the moment fully, a miracle is waiting for you. Don't overlook it in your haste. And don't look for it somewhere else. So thank you for listening to the talk for today. It's always a pleasure to be with you. You can hear all of the podcasts on zenwisdomtoday.com. And if you want to know more about me, my work, whatever, although I don't, not that important, you could go to Brenda Shoshana with two ends.com. And by the way, this Sunday afternoon, I have the great privilege and honor uh, of offering a workshop with John Mundy in Manhattan. He is one of the main teachers of the Course in Miracles, which is a lovely, lovely uh, program. We've known each other for a long, long time, and he asked me, would I like to do an afternoon workshop with him on Zen and the Course in Miracles, and I thought that would be delightful. It's going to be at the Society for Jewish Science on 130 East 39th Street. If you want to register (coughs) or you need more information about it, just contact me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. And um, you're all welcome, but we need to know beforehand. And then a bunch will go to a tavern for a little dinner afterwards and have some fun, some conversation and uh, some time together. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. Um, I appreciate that you take some time for the day. And um, I will see you again or talk with you again very soon. And in the meantime, each moment is a precious moment. No ordinary moments could possibly exist.